Should you ever set foot outside of the motel, you will be shot. Don't miss the new Showtime limited series based on the international bestseller. For the last four years, I've been a prisoner. Why are they keeping you here? Starring Emmy Award winner Ewan McGregor. This is the brave new world that you dreamt of. Be very careful. You are still a prisoner here. Everything in this new world comes at cost. This is still my country. A Gentleman in Moscow. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Only with the Paramount Plus with Showtime plan. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear. For Inside Carolina, this is Taylor Viplis. As always, I'm joined by Tar Heel Letterman and current radio analyst for the Heels, Deems May. How was the bye week for you, Deems? Are you feeling recharged and uh, ready for some football this week? Yeah, I wouldn't have mind a couple more weeks to get some of these guys back, but uh, unfortunately, you only get one week. And um, hopefully, the guys that were, you know, some of the guys that were out will be back, and some that were just beat up feel better. And and we'll um, see what we have uh, Sunday. I mean, Saturday up in uh, Blacksburg. It's going to be a challenge, and um, hopefully, everybody's legs are back under them that that, that are feeling and feeling better. And uh, it was a pretty tough six six game run there. So uh, interested to see how we respond to the time off and if we come back flat or if we come back really rejuvenated and and fired up and ready to go on Saturday. Now, although UNC was off this past Saturday, college football games were still played and South Carolina beats number three, Georgia, and Miami beats a ranked Virginia. Carolina beat both Miami and South Carolina this year. Do you think those wins give the players on this North Carolina team more confidence heading into the home stretch of the season? Well, I definitely think so. I I don't know if you can can compare it too much like that because there's a lot of times where we've seen where we've come out and and played lights out against Clemson and then played very poorly against Wake Forest and Appalachian. So I think if it shows anything that that if we're on top of our game and we come out and play uh, that that we can play with anybody, especially our first eleven. But what it also does in the back of your minds and and from anybody that that watched those those first two games, Miami's talented. They've always been extremely talented. I thought they really had a chance to be, even after we beat them, uh, you know, the, the second or third best team in, in the ACC, just from a talent standpoint. And South Carolina had a, a big, strong defensive front seven. And, and, uh, and you just, when you have, when you build from there and when you have a good up front guys and a lot of athletes, anything can happen on any Saturday. And, and they showed it, South Carolina showed it, especially down in a tough place to play in, in Georgia and and Miami was had their backs against the wall and, and beat a good Virginia team so overall if you look at it from a macro view and just take it from what it is and, and looking at the different athletes on the teams that that we beat we should have built some confidence but then again flip it back to a team with a lot less athletes and and we lost to to Appalachians so uh it, you know it's kind of a wash probably when you're looking at this team from a big picture perspective where do you think Mac Brown is with the rebuild at North Carolina? They're three and three this season, but would you say as a program they're trending in the right direction? Are they ahead of schedule or kind of right on track? I think if you look at the three and three, you would say you know ahead of schedule. When you see the teams, or or you would say right on track. But if you saw the teams we beat and the teams we lost to, you would kind of give you pause. You know, okay, you come out and you beat South Carolina, you beat Miami, then you have you know, some letdowns and then you play Clemson so well, but then you beat a team you're supposed to beat. So 
if you look at it and you throw recruiting in there uh, ahead of schedule by far, um, I think that uh, many of us who have been very close to the program and followed it extensively over the last few years have would have taken will still take a bowl game this year, given five wins in the last two years. And um, but overall, from a whole just a feel and a vibe and and and, and a national presence way ahead of schedule, um, being back on the map way ahead of schedule, you know, with with record probably right on schedule, but probably not the wins that we thought or the losses that we that we had. So. This is a big one coming up, another coastal opponent that looks like they found a quarterback, and and this is their game. This is the game they though they probably did not, you know, game plan for Rhode Island. They probably have done two weeks of preparing for North Carolina because they know that if Fuente wins this, he's going to get him another year. There's going to be no talks of firing. So we've got to be ready to play and can't look back now. you got to look forward to a, a tough coastal slate coming up and – and try to, and again, be cliched and, and take it one game at a time. Yeah, I would agree with you that Carolina is ahead of schedule. They're sitting at 2-1 and one in the ACC, and they're a lot more competitive this year than I thought they would be. I think Sam Howell has played a huge part of that. But Carolina actually controls their own destiny in getting to the ACC championship halfway through the season, which is something I did not think I would be saying, but – what would you say the keys are for Carolina as they navigate their way through the back half of the schedule? I did not have any letdowns like you had against Wake Forest when you came out flat against Wake Forest and when you played very poorly against Appalachian. There's going to be some games that, you know what, it's going to be hard to win them all for sure. We know that, but there's going to be some games that you just, you got to be in every game. You got to find a way to win. You can't look, you can't find yourself looking at a Virginia Tech that's they struggled a little bit but seems to have found their way with a quarterback. You can't look over them to Duke. You can't look at – if you if you get past Duke, you can't look to, to Virginia. You just you just got to – you got to really just bear down and understand you've got 12 chances a year. And and if you start looking forward or taking a team too lightly, then, then you're going to look up and you're going to be fighting, you know, in Raleigh, on, you know, for a sixth win or, you know, or even worse, a fifth win and against an opponent. So – leadership up front uh you know with offensive line defensive line uh some guys stepping up in in the back end at the defensive backs with where all the injuries are but the main thing is is to stay in the week stay in the moment and stay in the game you're in and and don't get don't get to let the fans and let everybody that you know during the week look ahead but but you stay focused on the task at hand and that's that's the opponent each week you do that and you can look up and, and you may be going into Raleigh with a chance to to play uh in, in Charlotte for the ACC championship Carolina has a big game this week at Virginia Tech in Lane Stadium. In your opinion, has Blacksburg kind of lost some of that magic, made it so so special under Coach Beamer? They're one in five, their last six games against Power Five opponents at home, including a 35-point loss this year to Duke. I, I mean, no, uh, they didn't take Duke seriously, and and they're gonna they're gonna play. Uh, two years ago, they blew us out and ran the score up. I, I hope these kids will, and I hope Coach Brown and the rest of the staff will, will show them that, especially the guys that were there. They 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 took it personal that we were talking about the hurricane game the year before, and 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 how we would have beaten them had it not rained, and 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 Fuente ran the score up, and that's all you have to look at. You can't look at who they played before because they don't they take two two teams seriously a year one is us and the other is virginia and other than that you know they, they don't take them very seriously anymore and the the, the fact is that that they they have been bad mouthing us since 2010 
they've been trying to come into North Carolina and get recruits. And, and the fact is they will play their best game of the year this Saturday without a doubt. So all the other stuff does not matter. It does not matter how bad they lost to Duke. It doesn't matter their power five schedule at home. The place will be loud, it'll be crowded, and it'll be a tough place to play. And they will play their best game of the year by far, and our guys better be ready, or we'll walk out of there with a loss and, and all the coastal talk will be out the window. Yeah, Virginia Tech was always one of my favorite places to go as a player. And funny enough, my best memory from from my playing days was when we clinched the Coastal in 2015 at Virginia Tech. But at the same time, my worst memory being a part of uh, Carolina's football program also came in Blacksburg in 2017 when they ran up to score and, you know, every every good play they had, they played uh, Rocky like a hurricane in reference to that 2016 game you were talking right. about. So I think it's I think it's a case where, like you said, uh, Virginia Tech is going to get up for this game. Their fans are going to get up for this game. I was watching the Furman game when uh, Furman lost to Virginia Tech by seven this year, and some of their fans were leaving early at halftime when they were down fourteen to Furman. They won't be leaving early unless Carolina's up by like thirty five points. They always think they have a chance, and we saw it in twenty fifteen when they were down by I think fourteen points with maybe five minutes left in Beamer's last game and all the fans stayed there. They were still trying to make a difference. And, you know, Carolina had a couple turnovers, made it a game and their fans were right back into it already. But Mac Brown, he said he's good friends with coach Fuente at his press conference. But I think we all know there's no love lost between these two programs as this has turned into a pretty big rivalry. What do you think this VT game means for UNC? I, I don't think you can over, you know, overanalyze it. Um, it's a, it's a coastal division opponent on the road, and 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 that's enough. That could be anybody. That could be Duke. That could be Virginia. That could be Georgia Tech. It's a coastal opponent on the road, in a place where you traditionally haven't played well, and and a and a team that really will, will does not like you. Does not like anything about about Carolina. We've got almost fifty national championships. They have zero. I mean, there's an extreme dislike of, of, of Carolina as with most of the ACC teams we play. So uh, this is, this is a game where, where you, a lot of these guys were on that team in, in, in 2017 where they got run up. I hope they, I hope they remember that. I hope they remember the guy on the other side over there. Can't stand coach Brown, no matter what he says, can't stand anything about Carolina over there. Their guys are going to be ready to play. And, and they ran it up on us two years ago and, and they've got some, they, it looks like they found a quarterback uh, that, that moves, and we've we've you know in the past couple of years you know mobile quarterbacks have extended plays have given us a hard time, and and if you think of a mobile quarterback extending plays, and and a lot of rookies and a lot of first and second year players in the secondary, that'll give you some pause. If you think you're going to go in there and and roll up Virginia Tech because they've had a, a bit of a down year so far, then you're in for a rude awakening, and it could be like another Wake Forest thing where you look up and you're down 14 or 17, and then the, and then the students come out of their dorms and start going into the game. And then by that time, it's, it's probably too late, even if you want to come back in the fourth quarter. So hopefully we'll we'll look at, at the Wake Forest film and and figure out, you know, hey, we can't come in there flat-footed, come out ready to play, no excuses, not a 12 o'clock game. It's a it's a 3.30 game. They'll have their little lunchbox on the sideline and, and their Metallica song. And you go out and hit them in the mouth and, and get on them. Then, then they'll lay down. But if not, you, you look up and, and they're in the game in the third and fourth quarter and that crowd gets back into it, you know, like we talked about at Georgia Tech, and, and, and you give them a little life, they're going to be a lot better 
uh, a lot harder to beat than Georgia Tech was to close out if you look up in the third and fourth quarter and it's very close. So hopefully these guys are are rejuvenated and, and understand what's at stake here. Let's take a quick break so I can tell you all about Johnny T-Shirt. Family and alumni owned and operated since 1983, Johnny T-Shirt is a Franklin Street tradition when it comes to Carolina apparel. They've got your Carolina shirts, your Carolina football jerseys, your Carolina hats, your tailgating supplies. Whatever you need, Johnny T-Shirt has you covered. Temperatures are starting to drop and it's starting to feel more and more like fall. So maybe treat yourself to a Carolina hoodie or jacket because you know you deserve it. Visit them on Franklin Street if you're in Chapel Hill or online at johnnytshirt.com. And don't forget, Inside Carolina subscribers save 10% off their orders. All right, let's get back to Deems. Let's talk about that quarterback change for a second. Virginia Tech, they move on from Ryan Willis, who was more of a pocket passer to a more dual threat option, and Hendon Hooker, who actually is from Greensboro, North Carolina. How do you prepare for a more mobile quarterback and that extra element Hooker can bring to Virginia Tech's offense? Because from my playing days, I remember it was really hard to get a, a good look at it from your scout team, just not having that that mobility option to prepare for. And it was something that, um, that it was just hard to replicate from a scout team perspective. Yeah. You got to put, you got to put a backup receiver in there or something, or, or, you know, somebody that's, this maybe red shirting and, and, you know, a lot of before the season started and before, you know, Chaz Surratt blew up, you would probably think that he would be playing, you know, that, that, that quarterback position right now on the scout team, but he's probably going to be the one that's, that's going to be spying on hooker and, and hopefully, you know, he, he stays inside out on him. He knows what he like he liked to do when he liked to scramble and maybe anticipate some moves. But this kid's going to look to run it, and he's got some big, strong receivers outside, and he'll throw it up to them some too. But his number one thing is to extend plays. And, and, and I'm sure over uh, the last two weeks that, 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 uh, that Coach Bateman and the guys have, have, have talked about our, our ends keeping contained and 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 having and having somebody spy hooker because you know he he does have a good ability to run and he has made some plays and and I think they jumped up on uh, uh, when he came in they he gained a lot of confidence at, at at Miami and they jumped up on them by three or four touchdowns and and held on to win it so the guy's two and zero as a starter and and he's playing with some confidence so we better be ready to 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 keep our head up and wrap them and roll them and and not miss tackles and. And try to contain him in the pocket and make make him throw the ball. Don't don't let him scramble on those third and elevens and get twelve yards. Virginia Tech is a program that has been declining the past couple of years, but a win over the Tar Heels it would, uh, for lack of a better term, it, they would it would put a bandage on a sinking ship. I think in Blacksburg. But which program do you think? needs this win more a validating win for Mac Brown and UNC's hopes for the coastal or a win for Virginia tech to take some of that pressure off Fuente. Ah, I'm going to go, I, you know, they've sold the game out. I don't know if you, there's pictures floating around from, from the Rhode Island game, but just to tell you that how, how much it means to them is, is their stadium sold out. They just announced that it just depends on what side of the fence you're on Taylor on, on, with, on who, who it makes better. I mean, if you're a Fuente fan, then, then it's bigger for them. If you're a Tar Heel fan, it's bigger for us. So the one thing you do do is if you can somehow get a win on the road, you eliminate them from, from the coastal and, and your momentum continues not only, you know, on the field and talks about the coastal for North Carolina, if they were to win, 
but uh, you, you know, just taking the next step and winning a game on the road and in a hostile environment. We won a game on the road a couple of weeks ago. It was not a hostile environment. Tried to turn into one in the third quarter, but this place will be hostile the whole time, and it'll be another learning experience for 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 Sam and and for some of the younger starters, uh, especially on the defensive backfield. If if you can go in there and go to a hostile environment and find a way to pull out a, a coastal win. One of the storylines for Saturday, it's the last time Carolina will see a Bud Foster-led defense who is he's heralded as one of the best defensive coordinators to ever coach college football. What is it about Bud that makes him such a great defensive coordinator in your mind? Just from what I've seen, he's He's had a good he's, – his schemes have always been really good. It, it, the, the kids have been in the right spots. Uh, they they don't take a lot of chances. They've used to have enough, you know, a, a, a lot of talent to, to play base. And, and the best defenses I've seen over a long, long time of, of watching football are, are teams that really don't have to blitz. I mean, when you can play a, even an odd or even man front, whether it be a 4-3 or 3-4, and you play a cover two or cover three behind it, and you can get pressure – with your front four rushing and you don't have to bring a linebacker and you don't have to vacate zones to bring guys out and you don't have to do zone blitzes, but your guys are covering on the outside and in the back end and you're getting pressure up front and you're staying against the run very, your gap discipline's very good. It makes calling defenses so much easier. And over the years, he's had some good defensive players. So I, I think mainly it's having a, a good scheme and, and being technically sound in, in what he calls. Bud Foster was uh, pretty big. Uh, tendency breaker we would watch like two games of film on, on a team that was doing something similar to what we did and then when we would play them they would roll out something completely different so it was a lot of on-field adjustments but I think this Virginia Tech defense has kind of taken a pretty big step back because I think what made them so good in the past is their secondary they used to get right up in your face and you knew you were in for a fight for four quarters getting pressed off the line. But their secondary has really fallen off the past couple of years. Their pass defense is ranked 78th in the country, giving up 234 passing yards per game. And I think this is a situation that's shaping up to be a big game for Sam Howell and his receivers. It's going to be different because of who they're playing. And, and you can look at – again, you got to look forward. You can't look backwards. I mean, they – who have they played? Yeah, they've given up some yards, but have they have has their head been in the game? I doubt it. You know, were, was their head in the game at Miami for sure? And and they were up 35-14 against the team or, or whatever the score was. I don't know what it was, but but the same team that came back and beat you know the the Coastal Division favorites. So I, I can't you can't really look at at what what they've done in the past few games. You got to look at how they're going to play, and and you look at, at a team. Look, look at a team like Wake Forest that played their best game against us. Look at a team like Appalachian that played their best game against us. Virginia Tech's going to play better than those two uh, as far as uh, com comparatively speaking to the games they played before. And if we don't believe that, we're going to lose. If you go in there saying we're going to throw the ball all over the place and we've got a great offense and 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 Sam's just going to you know throw for 700 yards because they're ranked, they're giving up this many yards, then, then you're going to be in for another rude awakening. These stats don't matter when the Tar Heels roll into town because of the hate for the Carolina is so widespread, and these guys plan for it. They've had two weeks to prepare. I know they did not do any kind of Rhode Island game plan, and they've been looking ahead. They've been looking ahead at Carolina, and they'll be ready to play. So you can't look at stats coming in this game. The only stat you can really look at are wins and losses, and I'll stick with this all the time. I think third-down conversions are the biggest stat in the game. If your defense can get off the field 
on third down conversions and hold them off, you've got a great chance to win the game. And I don't know what their third down conversions are, but I know it's a lot better with Hooker in there. And we better come ready to play because it's going to be a tough go. Let's take one last quick break for a word from our sponsors. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. All right, I want to end it with a fill-in-the-blank. Carolina wins this game against Virginia Tech if... If we get 200 yards rushing. That's a good goal. I had Carolina wins this game if they protect the ball because... A lot of the points Virginia Tech scored against Miami came off the turnovers, and I think if Sam Howell just does a good job protecting the ball and makes Virginia Tech go the full length of the field um, instead of giving them these short these short field opportunities, Carolina is going to set themselves up in a position to win. You know, of course, that's uh, turnovers are always that. That's that. That's always uh, you know. You look at anything, man. You turn the ball over five or seven times, or whatever Miami did. Yeah, you're going to lose. That that's kind of the obvious one. The one I really kind of really think that this going to give give uh, give 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 Carolina a, a, a great chance is is to get our guys going downhill, uh, our running backs going downhill, and and getting those linebackers. Those linebackers don't cover well in space. I think they're good against. Good against the run. I think they're decent against the run. I think everybody up front on Virginia Tech's decent against the run. Their, their linebackers are a little slow-footed, and and once you get them up in space, and then you start running play action, and you get and you get some of our running backs on their linebackers, then then you start creating some some big hit, big chunk plays. But it all starts with 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 having success running downhill and hitting them hard and getting some big runs, and then sucking those linebackers and safeties in, and and maybe sneaking some guys in behind them. So. I'm going to go with uh, 200 may be big, 175 to 200. You get in that range, and I, and I think you'll have a heel victory. Kickoff is set for 3.30 p.m. from Blacksburg. It should be a great game. We already know the Tar Heels are going to get the Hokies' best game out of them. All right, Deems, thanks for stopping by today, and we will talk again next week. Okay, man. Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by JohnnyTShirt.com. Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bad. Do average 29 and 11. God, what it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing.